Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Authors and Dragons. Time of magic. Age of mind. A band of heroes step up to the fight. Playing with powers they don't understand. Will they fuck it all? Take on a sadistic games master. Will they survive? The odds do not look good. Others and dragons! Others and dragons! Hey everybody, I'm John Hartness and I'll be playing the role of Fendingo the Fantastical. Best damn looking barge you've ever seen. In real life, I write multiple series, including the Quincy Harker Demon Hunter series, the Bubba the Monster Hunter books, and the Black Knight Chronicles, as well as being the publisher of Falstaff Books, which is happy to announce that today, I mean a week ago for you all if you're listening to it on time, today is the release of A&D's Rachel Carr's brand new book the accidental summoner and it's contracted as a one-shot so if y'all want a sequel y'all get out there and buy a shitload of copies hey everyone my name is rick gualtieri and i play silas kane and i am the author of such non-existent titles as your god sucks a paladin memoir oh wait that's that's somebody else's shtick never mind never mind that in real life i write books such as the toma bill bill of the dead Tales of the Crypto Hunter, and more. Go look me up. There's only so many Rick Gualtieri's out there. Hello, friends. My name is Robert Bevan. I play the role of Klaus Richter, the notorious rogue. In real life, I write the Caverns and Creatures series of comedy fantasy novels and short stories, starting with the first book, Critical Failures. I've also written many of the books in our Shingles series. Go get those. Right now. Hi there, I'm Steve Weverell, and I play Brandon Fymaster, the best Brandon Fymaster in all the multiverses, despite what others may have you believe. In real life, I write such books as Everyone You Love Will Be Eaten by Wolves, guaranteed to depress the fuck out of you. Go pick that up on the internet. 
Hey everybody, I am the prime incarnation of the Infinite Drew, author of books such as Superpowers, Fred the Vampire Accountant, and the latest book in the Spell, Swords, and Stealth series, Noble Roots, which is available on audiobooks. I, too, have also written a shingle story, or uh, what six at this point. Uh, I can't match Bob, but I am in the latest shingles audiobook collection, which just came out yesterday as of this listening. So... Uh, as soon as you finish up the episode, feel free to head on over to Audible and pick up our latest Shingles collection uh, featuring some awesome holiday stories, including one of my own favorites I've written, Holly's Jolly Christmas. And you know what you could theoretically do with that audiobook is you could load it up onto your headphones and play it while you journey to Charlotte, North Carolina, because as soon as we finish this recording, in your time, not, not our time, uh, we will be leaving on a jet plane or... I don't know, maybe Steve had to leave earlier. I'm not totally clear on how long his journey takes. The point is, there's a convention this weekend. Your time. Your time. This weekend. Coming up in a couple of days. Charlotte, North Carolina, August 19th to 21st. We have guests. We have shows. We have surprises. We have fun. <gasps> and we have plugged the shit out of this for months, and we're still finding listeners who are surprised that it's happening, so forgive the repetition. <laughs> Honestly, that's the only reason we keep mentioning it. If we were confident that we just said once, look, it's going to be a con in August, be there, and everyone would be like, oh, yeah, all right, they said that, I should do that. We just shut our fucking mouths. But really, there's somebody, you've been listening to these for about six months and just carefully ignoring us. And I don't know whether to respect you or hate you, but please go to the convention. But you're the reason we have mid-roll ads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we posted a guest list uh, on the A&D Facebook page, uh, which you can also go join at any point, uh, the other day, and we several people were shocked to find that we were throwing this convention. Oh my god, you and... guys are going to be at A&D Con? <laughs> <laughs> There's an A&D Con? I mean, I get it. I, I understand. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. It's hard to absorb this shit, but... That there's a reason we do uh, have to hit this at the top of every show, even if it seems preposterous. Also, Steve, how long does your trip in take? I'm curious. Oh, uh, well, I'm mailing myself there, Drew, due to uh, budget ah. constraints. So we'll see. We'll see how effective the U.S. Postal Service is. Oh, I have some bad news. <laughs> Steve is literally leaving tonight after we finish recording. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm in a box right now. <laughs> Step one, cut a hole in the box. Step two, put a Steve in the box. That's just weird. It's less problematic. Make sure you have an equal proportion of packing peanuts and real peanuts. Oh, I did not. But don't label them. Yeah, I did not. The surprise is half the fun. We're going to be opening up Steve at like A&D Con 2023 and be like, oh, this is what happened to him. Ooh, we should have sprung for the refrigerated one. On on the upside, we will basically have our own gremlin story to tell going forward, so there's that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when last we left our intrepid adventurers in the game, uh, you were all collecting dimensional snails in your special snail sacks. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I was in a bucket. I want to hear about slimy snail sacks. Well, it's funny you mention that, uh, Fandango, because first off, please roll me an initiative. Uh, as you were stumbling around, you hit a rock and fling yourself forward. The bucket goes flying off, tumbling through the air and slamming down directly onto Bjorg's head. And I take over with an initiative of 22. 
Oh, goodness gracious. For purposes of this, we will say that you have been able to hear everything inside the bucket. You know they are collecting dimensional snails in order to build the lightning rods for the dimensional storm, of which you're going to use to try and hatch Brandeg. Uh, you have also heard their complaints that this is, you know, problematic to do. It's it's They're not having the easiest time with the snails. You're coming out in a bucket fighting, man. Yeah. I don't even think snails have scrotums. Well, and Fandingo, top of the initiative is you, sir. How many snails do we currently have? Uh, there's a counter at the top of the map. You have three snails currently in the pouches. How many snails do we need? Seven. Where would I find another snail? Ah, you would <clears throat> roll a perception check. And in fact, I will go ahead and just repost the info in the chat, and I'll go ahead and do a quick reread. The Doctor needs snails! Dimensional snails litter the cabin, hiding amongst the gems, absorbing energy from the ever-present storm around the island. To channel that power, the Doctor will use their shells, so only you need blah, so you only need to stow them in the provided satchel. But be careful, the snails will happily in their magical habitat, but react if improperly handled. Additionally, not every snail is stable. Attempting to grab an unstable snail will have unpredictable consequences. Perception DC to spot potential dimensional snail, 17. Perception DC to spot dimensional snail that is stable, 22. And then the sleight of hand slash dex DC to safely move the dimensional snail into a satchel is 14. Well, alrighty. I can probably screw up every bit of that. So let's... Also, we're currently under disco lighting, which I believe makes it easier. Well, I rolled a 25 perception because I'm accustomed to looking at the world through flashing stage lights. Well, no, no, Brandon and I are under disco lights. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fandigo, with a 25, you'll get a pretty good lay of the cavern itself. You see um, Bjorg with the bucket, Klaus uh, kind of fiddling in one end. You see that fairy fire has been cast across an area, um, which is making it easier to spot snails in there. But with a 25, we're going to just say that you spot a dimensional snail right over here. Alrighty. I'm going to go there. I, All right. I finished fiddling last episode. <laughs> well, we haven't seen your new action for this one. Is it fiddling again? It might be. All right. So the perceptions are taking the actions since y'all are having to look so carefully. So Fandingo, that brings us to Silas Kane, uh, who has advantage while hunting for the dimensional snails in that area. All right. I will hunt for dimensional snails while thanking... This, my lucky stars that clammy hands Edgar's in here. He's exactly the dude we need. Cause... I mean, they're not turtles, man. Yeah, don't, but you know... Don't make it weird. Yeah, but... <laughs> 21. Uh, you spot a potential dimensional snail. You know, I named these things myself. I didn't have to make them so goddamn hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, since I did my perception, I guess I have to wait for the next turn to, to grab it. Uh, yep. You have movement if you want it, but uh, the no perceptions are very careful. Uh, speaking of, Gordon, you're up. I forgot about you. So have we all. <laughs> As is his role. Uh, but this is like one of the few times you are actually pretty useful, Gordon. So let's throw out that perception with advantage. 24. Gordon has also spotted a potential snail. And Bjorg is bucketed. Klaus! Alright, well, uh, fairy lights are a crutch for the stupid, so 
Klaus is going to move <laughs> down one square and search for dimensional snails in this area here. Uh, can you do the circle click where you like hold it down oh. like this so I can see where you're talking about? Oh, well, I'm talking about where my character is, yes. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So you are searching slightly to the north of the fairy fire area. Correct. All right, roll it up. Uh, perception. Perception. Class rolls an eight. All right. Uh, you have not spotted any potential <laughs> dimensional snail. I've ruled those. I've ruled out this area, fellows. If you just moved five feet into the fairy lights, you would have had advantage and got a twenty. Oh, but fair, fairy lights are a crutch for the stupid. I'm saving that for the <laughs> stupid people. Yes. <laughs> fair enough. Well. Brandon Thymaster, it is your turn to make a roll and see if you can spot any snails. Okay, I've learned everything I want to know about snails. Uh, I believe that's going to help me in my endeavors. I will do a perception. Four. Did I remember to take my sunglasses off? I don't think I did. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve's both ways across. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brandon Thymaster, you uh, catch your reflection in the water and your focus is fucked after that. Well, I'm only flesh and blood, Drew. All right. Hey, guys, I think I see something infinitely more interesting than a snail. <laughs> I'll keep reporting. Yeah, we see that literally all the time, bro. I know. Klaus, put your dick in it. You're going to grind up Brandon to make the dimensional thing <laughs> Okay, nobody's putting their dick in and or grinding up Brandon. Back off, you slag. I need a, at least a short rest. The last time Brandon grinded on anything, the island sunk. Yeah, so let's all be very careful. Well, speaking of being careful, Fandingo, we are back at the top, and it is your turn to try and handle a snail. Uh, so you can just do sleight of hand. If it's trained, it'll work. If it won't, it all kind of works the same as a dex check. Um, but the DC is 14. Well, I do have sleight of hand trained, so... That's a one. That is a very natural one. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> you are still a little bit woozy from the bucket, and so in, you go to uh, real quickly grab the snail, uh, and instead you uh, just slam your palm into it and smash the snail and obliterate it, um, and it releases uh, several effects upon you as it dies. So... I need you to roll a d6 three times, and if you get uh, any repeats, just re-roll. Alright, we've got a three, and a six, and a one. Uh, so you are teleported up straight feet, uh, straight up ten feet, uh, and then fall to the ground. Ow, goddammit. Uh, you feel your body starting to rise back up uh, as... The air shimmers, and a a Fandingo who looks similar to you, but not quite the same. His hair is a little more styled, his vest a little rougher, uh, and, well, to be honest, it looks like he leaned away from the classic bard and went a more straight rock alternative. But uh, he kind of sniffs, looks around. Oh, God, yeah, I, I got one of them, too. Uh, a little froofy? I suppose. Ruthie. <laughs> Would you fuck? <laughs> there's there's another me. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Probably Ruthie. Well, we'll find out uh, on your next turn uh, in which you will be 
op, you'll find out the third effect of that dice. Uh, Silas Kane. All right. Slide a hand to try to grab the snail. Now, yours was a potential dimensional snail, I believe. Yep. All right. Yep, 21. Okay, so first the sleight of hand. 24. Okay, excellent. Uh, now roll me a d20 and guess evens or odds. I'm going to go with evens. Four. The snail is stable and your hand is steady. You guys now have four dimensional snails. Whoop. And that's how you do it when you're trying to hatch Tor Egg. We have five. I'm just wearing one of them. Uh, the snails do have to be captured alive. <laughs> well, nobody told me that. <laughs> you were bucketed. It, it, it's hard to hear things under there. All right, Gordon, uh, you have not trained sleight of hand, nor do you get advantage on this. But a 15 will snag a snail. The most useful Gordon's ever been. Has he caught all of us nails so far? No. Silas just caught one. And I'm pretty sure someone else caught one last game, too. Mm. Oh, that was Bjork, yeah. Oh, he's bucketed now. Yeah. And Klaus, the man with probably the highest sleight of hand in the whole party. Well, Klaus is nothing if not a man of science. I thought he was obtuse, but sure, a man of science tested the waters perhaps it is easier to catch snails on land so i'll move a space to the right to the left circle marker there and i shall search for snails here all right roll me that perception klaus rolls a 15 uh a 15 does not do it you you do not see any potential snails i have ruled out this area you're welcome friends <laughs> uh brandon thymaster you uh had also not spotted anything last round i'm gonna keep staring intently at the uh the ground underneath my feet see what that gets me <laughs> for a natural 20 oh yeah there's one literally right next to your toe <laughs> i was looking at my reflection just thinking i don't remember a snail being on my forehead <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, you you don't know much, but you know your own body. And by God, when you look at your reflection in that water and you see a snail hidden on there, no, motherfucker, you know how those abs are supposed to crease. That ain't right. All right, I'll uh, get ready to pluck that bad boy in my next turn. All right, uh, Fandingo, you find your body rises up into the air uh, and you teleport back down and wa pull your hand back, basically... You lose your turn as you replay your last in reverse. Luckily, going up into the air and then teleporting down doesn't hurt you. Just in case anybody's wondering, don't wear the snails. Weird shit happens. Did the, other me, did the other me vanish, or is the other me still it, here? Yeah, the uh, so Cool Fandingo is uh, hey. kind of wa watching you, and he's, uh, he's like... You, uh, you keep at it, bud. You'll find the music eventually. And then he kind of fades off. Oh, I'm going to have to find that guy. <laughs> I, I have a quest. And it's... Drew, whatever mission you had planned for us has been derailed. I'm going to hunt down <laughs> fucking poses and have a word with them. 
No, no, we're going to hunt down the posers, and then we're going to send them back to the well from the very first place we all met and let them investigate the bottom of the goddamn well. Motherfuckers, that's us having successfully investigated the well. Oh my god. If Klaus had only held his breath a little bit longer, that could have been us. (laughs) (laughs) That's a turning point. I feel like we're ripping off Bill and Ted now. (laughs) (laughs) An alternate dimension where Klaus just held his breath a little longer and found the stone of competence. (laughs) (laughs) Silas Kane, you're up. Alright, perception again. I have advantage in here, right? That is correct. So long as you're searching within the fairy fire, and I should check a... how long that lasts, but we're, we should still be good. That should be a 22. Oh, then you have spotted um, a stable dimensional snail with a 22, I believe. Awesome. It's not... F- okay, I'm using the wrong word. It's not fairy fire. It's something else. Well, according to Klaus, it's stupid fire, so... <laughs> No, it is you fairy know, fire. Son of a bitch. We I just, just, we just keep finding the snails while he's like, you know, picking up rocks it's on not the beach. Stupid fire. It's fire to help stupid people. It's like floaties. Okay, up to a minute. So we've still got a, a fair bit left on that. And speaking of Gordon, he's back with another perception. Throw on that advantage. Ooh, with a fourteen. Uh Gordon does not spot anything this round. Uh Gordon, you're reliably disappointing speaking of Klaus he said reliably disappointing in accordance with the scientific method I cannot rule out land snails just by one section of land alone I shall move to the left again here and search this plot of land with my vastly superior intelligence I roll a natural one. (laughs) Klaus, you believe you have spotted a dimensional snail. Uh (laughs) Aha! You can try to snag it on your next turn. Brandon Thymaster. He's going to try and grab the snail, and he's just going to end up putting his thumb directly in his asshole. That's my prediction. (laughs) Yeah, that goes. I would recognize that slime anywhere. <laughs> Just don't roll a natural a natural one, because otherwise you might put his thumb up your asshole. Oh, God. Well, that's... Okay, really hoping his sleight of hand goes well now. I really thought you were saying he was going to thumb a snail's asshole. <laughs> oh, shit. Natural one on his sleight of hand. All right, Drew, you're at a crossroads here. <laughs> You've just made a proposition. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, so, Brandon, Thymaster, uh, in in just thinking about, he's like, I bet Klaus is going to jam his finger in his butthole, and that just for some reason makes you lose focus as you realize you're about to slam your fist into the snail's butthole, uh, and you do, and you obliterate that snail. <laughs> that is an easy mistake to make. Uh, you kill that thing butthole first. And uh, I'm I'm gonna need three d sixes. All right. If you well, get any repeats, roll again. Okay, let's see how this goes. I can't help but thinking I deserve something terrible here. All right. Uh, sure, yeah. I'm happy. I'm not in the space with the stupid people over there. Six, four, and five. Oh, okay. <clears throat> First off, you are struck by a wave of prismatic energy for. 
five damage, uh, and your body feels uh, cold. Uh, and then you see a kind of shimmer as an alternate Brandon Thoughtmaster steps in again, but this time uh, something about it kind of rips open your eyes and you see the actual dimensional forces at work kind of playing around. And uh, roll me a D2. D2. This is D2. a Brandon whose fist has not been up a snail's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> a one. All right, you'll be stunned for one round. Uh, so your next turn, you'll be stunned uh, as a Brandon Thighmaster who is dressed from head to toe in fine uh, silken attire steps into existence. Uh, rather than the Fuck. near nudity you are uh, accustomed to, this one is the height of fashion. He uh, looks around and kind of just tastefully peers at the water. You notice it's not touching his stuff. Uh, and he kind of looks looks Brandon up and down. Ah, another of those. What up, Brandon Threadmaster? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? How do I even notice this Brandon Threadmaster? <laughs> By his faith? Like an idiot? Oh, he's still he's still jacked. The the tailored suit still shows off the physique underneath. Uh, that but, could be anything, Drew. That could be a muscle suit. <laughs> It could be. Imposter. Maybe it's part of the clothes, but you still you still recognize your own chiseled physique when it's appro when it's appeared to you. Oh, I wish I wish I hadn't fisted that snail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many times have we all said that? <laughs> <laughs> Put it on a fucking throw pillow, am I right? <laughs> Oh, there's that's actually not a bad T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> Fandingo, you're up. Um, well, I since I'm right back where I started, I guess I will use my movement to go over here next to this pile of shiny rocks because there was a snail next to the last shiny rocks, and then I'll try to perceive another snail. All right, roll me a perception. Twenty-four. Oh, you absolutely spot a stable dimensional snail. Hey, guys, I found one. I'm going to try not to squish this one. Yeah, I've got a tip for you. Don't put your fist directly into its asshole. <laughs> that just seems like a good what a way to die. Ah, <laughs> Before it died, you saw the ring, Brandon. <laughs> All right, Silas, you're up. Before it died, he tried to wear it like a ring. <laughs> oh, God. Well, before before I uh, do my sleight of hand, turn to better dress Brandon and be like, word of advice, don't shake this guy's hand. And then, <laughs> sleight of hand 21. You have successfully pocketed another snail. See, that's what happens when you don't jam your whole arm up its ass. Alright, noted. Tarek still thinks you're an asshole. He did what to a snail now? <laughs> it, it was well, a simple lapse of concentration. Hey, shut up, you're stunned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, what Brandon says is... Which is still valid. Mm. As eloquent as I expected. If snails could scream... Fine, he's on the Brandons, they're such dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gordon, you're up. Let's try that perception again with advantage and a 15. Well, that doesn't do jack diddly. All right, Klaus. 
Uh, you have a snail that you believe you have successfully found. Having successfully found a snail, what shall I do? Hello? I don't know. That's what we're waiting to find out. I want to I wanna catch it. All right. What do I Roll do? Roll me a sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. All right. Natural 20. Excellent. All right, Klaus. Uh, you successfully pick up uh, several what appear to be snails to your eyes uh, and attempt to stow them <laughs> in the magical pouch, uh, only to find that the pouch uh, spits them right back into your hand. Yeah, it's the pouch. After all these years, the fact that you've damaged your sack surprises no one. I was so prepared to have you hurt yourself in that, but I can't with a nat 20. (laughs) (laughs) You you pulled out of the nat 1 spiral. All right. Uh, Brandon Thighmaster, you are stunned for this round, so you kind of just drool and babble. Uh, as the aptly dubbed Brandon Threadmaster uh, begins to shimmer away. Oh, thank heavens. This ugh, detour is almost over. <laughs> All right, Fendingo. One sleight of hand, and you can have the final snail. Wow, that sounds a lot less appealing than almost anything, but I'll try it anyhow. Or I can make roll a six and just kind of splash around in the water a little bit. Uh, all right. With a six, you uh, grab for the snail and stab yourself on its shell. Roll me a d6. Let's see what happens. Guys, I hate this cave. <laughs> one. Uh, well, the good news is it's one you're familiar with as you have just enough time to recognize the familiar sensation of teleportation yanking you up uh, toward the ceiling as you are up here 10 feet above and fall down, taking three damage. Guys, I really hate this cave. I'm kind of liking it. You're an idiot, though. And apparently you don't rock as hard as that other Fandingo. An idiot who is up in initiative. I'm going to shit in your boots when we, take, when we sleep tonight. Just, just saying. All right. And then I'm going to blame it on Klaus, and you'll believe me. I mean, I feel like you just might have to wait for Klaus to finish shitting before you get to shit in the booth. It's going to be a line. <laughs> Another 22 perception. Goddamn. All right, you spot uh, a dimensional snail. Apparently this area is fucking littered with them. I was gonna say, I'm like, I'm like snailless, Kane. <laughs> uh, Gordon will attempt to pitch in again. With a 24, all right. So, more more than one bite at the snail-shaped apple. Oh, that's horrifying. Klaus, you're up. <laughs> well, these snails suck. Uh, but I'm getting closer. The scientific method is is doing well. I shall move up one space and search for more snails on the land. Land snails. All right. Ten. Uh, you do not see any more snails. All right, well, guys, I'm ruling out piece by piece here. You're welcome. This is why the scientific method is shit. (laughs) All right, uh, Brandon Thighmaster. Okay, let's try this again. Perception time. You will have to find a new snail since you murdered the last one. Yeah, yeah. Is Brandon Pantmaster still here? Uh, no, he faded away. They only last for one round. Ah. 
yeah, just OG Brandon Fymaster, rolling a 14 perception. Uh, perhaps the rest of the snails are hiding from you after what you did, and can you blame them? Not at all. You better hide. Oh, no, wait, I need them. <laughs> all right, Fandango, you didn't murder your snail, so you can try again. Okay, I was going to ask if I, like, lost sight of the snail when I fell or landed on the goddamn thing or what. So, uh, 17 good? Yes, you successfully snare the snail. Hey, guys, I got one. What the fuck do I do with it now? Uh, oh, does it you, go you in can... this pouch? Yeah, someone stuck a, a fancy pouch with the word label four snails on it. But it's written like the number four, so maybe Bjork. Do not eat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only have one snail in my four snails pouch. Do I have to stay here till we get four snails in every pouch? Because that's going to suck. Well, you might get three on just this round. Silas Kane, what would you like to do? Well, pick up my snail. 24. Oh, yeah. Okay, you have effortlessly snagged a snail. And Gordon will attempt to do that as well. Without advantage. And a 21! So, man. When it rains snails, it pours snails. Jesus Christ, what a horrifying world that would be. Yeah. I'm really glad that's not how this saying actually goes. <laughs> snails are good. Imagine that, that. That was the song. It's raining snails. Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure someone made that parody somewhere. If not, they will now. Yeah, fucking internet, man. It all exists somewhere. Listen, I, it, my wife makes this dish with uh, sea snails. And those, you know, you get them in a can. It costs like fucking $8 a can. If, I, if it was raining snails, oh, we'd be eating like kings. Well, no wonder. Have you seen how hard it is to catch them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all these all these guys trying to can your snails instead, like, you know, shoving their fists up their assholes. <laughs> every every few minutes, a better version of them walks through the line and shit talks. I feel like now, can your snail is a euphemism for something disgusting. I mean, it probably was before. <laughs> Can you imagine if that's your job? You know, every, every so often you look up and there's another you there going, yeah, I went to dental school like my like, like mom wanted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is if I'd started drinking. Whoo, bullet dodged, right? <laughs> All, All right. right. We got enough snails. Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, well, Klaus, it is uh, your turn. Oh, I've tried land. I've tried sea. Now I'll move to the right and try both. Coastal snails. That's I right. thought you were just going to start hovering. I will find snails <laughs> of the ether. <laughs> Air snails. Thought was a 12. Uh, no coastal snails for you, good sir. And are there any snails anywhere? <laughs> yeah, all in our bag. We caught them all. I'm going to dust the dead snails off my fist and say, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Uh... Brandon's turn if he had any final actions. Did I hear somebody say that we've collected enough snails? You did. I believe Silas just said that. Okay, well, I'm going to use my monk speed to get the fuck out of this cave. <laughs> as fast as possible. All right, snails collected. Let's never speak of this again. I thought this would be, like, easier than combat, but I think y'all might have made it more. <laughs> uh, we have spells for combat. It's really frowned I mean, upon me setting Bjorg on fire 
while hunting snails. Fairy fire helped a good deal. I definitely fought the snails. You know, it wasn't supposed and to. And one, you were victorious. I don't feel victorious. Let's leave the cave. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me adjust our map. Somebody grabbed a bucket berry. He he totters along after you. At this point, I just think y'all don't even question why the bucket people can find their way. They can. No, that's not the question. It's a magic bucket. Duh. I question it because I am a, a vastly in, more intelligent person than the rest of these people. It is, it is my place to question. Low bar, Klaus. Low bar. But I'll go along with this, yes. Yeah. Feel free to interrogate the bucket. I will not be standing next to you. It's simply an uh, uh, academic exercise in my mind. Okay. Right. You you go fist the bucket. You wake <laughs> up tor, tor you you hatch tor egg. I was just picturing Bob taking a long drag off a cigarette and looking <laughs> So, Mr. Bucket, you're the one. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else got that. <laughs> if you just keep the academic exercise in your head, then it can't hurt anyone else. Wasn't that like a jingle for a, for a kid's toy? Yeah, that it was, Rick. That was. I'm glad Mr. someone Bucket, got it. Put your ball to my mouth. <laughs> or oh my or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I purposely didn't let my voice uh, in clippable form say that. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what toys were your uncle buying you? You know, Rick, we put a little clip of what the characters say at the end of every episode. But uh, I'm, I'm just going to put that one on there now. Uh-huh. <laughs> that might be my new text tone. This is what we get for thinking too deeply about the bucket. Everyone move on. Uh, you can all make your way back up the cave uh, to the lair of Dr. Uh, Flivius Ponch. Uh, he is waiting for you very excitedly. As you all approach. Hey, I remember this dude from before I wore a bucket. Sup, little guy? What is up? What is up? You did excellent work, all of you. I'm so proud. Of course we did. We're awesome. You're welcome, my (laughs) mental equivalent. That's rude. Jesus, Klaus. By my calculations, this evening there should be a dimensional storm rolling through of sufficient density to collect the energy we need. All right. What does that mean for us? Klaus, do those numbers uh, check out with you, buddy? Yeah, I was going to ask, would you like me to run those calculations by my own uh, uh, measurements? Oh, I definitely think you should, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it took me quite a while to scrub away the last of your input. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, <clears throat> he, said he will uh, let you know. Uh, I need approximately three hours to construct the artificial rods for collecting energy out of the snail shell. So, uh, if you all could relax, prepare yourselves, uh, gather your mental willpower to go out and brave the storm, because it's uh, it's going to be a rough one. It, it's going to be a rough one. I say three hours. <laughs> Uh, so basically right now you guys have time to do a short rest, uh, as well as stock up on any general supplies, make preparations. Um, the store has, you know, basics, nothing too fancy or enchanted, but, um, if you need 
rations, water, arrows, etc. You can you can top off. All right. Um, I am gonna broaden my mind a little bit. Um, I'm gonna break out my gnome porn, but I'm gonna read the articles. <gasps> this is character growth, everybody. What happened to you, dude? Well, I still need a short rest. You may peruse your porn while uh, short resting. <laughs> is that why you're going for the gnome porn? Because it's a short rest? ba bum uh-huh. <laughs> Look, I do my best. Fuck you. All right. I will take a short rest and get it. Ah, Silas is back. spending hit dies to yeah. regain hit points, a thing that any of you could also do. Yep, I'm just going to spend one hit die. I have also done that. I cannot, for I have no need. Ah, like you guys uh, don't use them very often, so I think by this point you're all topped off after your long rests. I mean, there was, there were no traps, so there was nothing for Klaus to hurt himself with. And he steadily avoided the only thing that did damage, which was the snails. I'm too smart for my own good. Maybe he really is getting smarter. <laughs> His subconscious was keeping him safe. Some part of his brain just thought, maybe don't get involved with the bullshit. <laughs> Is this dumb? <laughs> Wait a minute, have I made some bad life choices? <laughs> Who are these fucking people? This is why we can't let them get sober. Um. Okay, so did anyone else have anything they wanted to do aside from uh, to face the map <laughs> with egg graffiti? Which you can see if you're watching us on YouTube. No. Um, yeah, I took a short rest. I got exactly the amount of hit points I needed to be perfect again. So I feel good. I feel good with my graffiti as well. All right. I'm still trying to figure out how to do it. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Don't let me hold up the game. Well, there's uh, not much left. As you all finish, he hands you each a uh, long, thin... It feels like metal, but it also kind of feels like snail shell. Um, Rod? Uh, um, I know something else that feels that way. Oh, no. Uh, basically tells you you need to uh, go up to the mountain. He gives you a, a route uh, up to the mountaintop where the storm will be raging and set up the uh, rods around Brand Egg. They will draw in the energy and uh, conduct it and hopefully hatch it, but he also warns you, <clears throat> it will be incredibly dangerous while you're up there. Just cannot overstate that enough. Luckily, we have somebody who's an expert in handling rods. Uh, Klaus, do you want to be honest? No problem. I got it. Well, he hands one rod to each of you. What you do from there is up to your characters. I'm going to give my rod to Klaus. Same. His entire life has built to this moment. Oh, please. You know, when, when, you, uh, when you worship Tor... <coughs> Excuse me. Getting hit by lightning is a slow Tuesday. Intentional lightning. Can't emphasize that enough. Even better. I would be happy to handle all your rods. Well, as long as you're not carrying anything of heavy dimensional resonance, you should be fine. Anything of what? You know, heavy dimensional resonance. Anything the lightning could say bond with. What kind of things have heavy dimensional resonance? Uh, powerful magical items, things like that. Can we drill down on what, on powerful? 
Well, I've never actually gotten to experiment with dimensional lightning. This is all gathered from <clears throat> survivor accounts. All right. Do you mean corpses? No. I mean the people who fled and gathered the corpses afterward. Well, that's slightly more reassuring. Cool. Let's adventure, guys. I am quite okay with this. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Let's go. All right. Uh, you all set off to uh, gather the dimensional lightning in hopes of hatching your egg. And how that plays out is something that we will find out at Authors and Dragons Con, motherfuckers! <laughs> dum dum dum! Snap. So, uh, as you know, we are not done for the night. <clears throat> Aside from that obvious plug for the con, we have a live vlog that goes over on the Facebook where we gather questions, and then we, of course, have the questions from our Discord, which is associated with our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Authors and Dragons. So, let's see what the people are asking. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Rick? Well, our friend uh, Zach of All Trades asks a rather timely question. If we are buying you drinks at a bar, what would you like us to buy you? Angry Balls. The bartenders know what I'm talking about. I hope so. Is that like a drink? Because there's like these little buzz balls thing I see at the liquor store sometimes, and I don't know no. if you're just being real specific and that's a brand. No, it's a drink. You okay? You get a pint glass. You get an American pint glass. I guess you could do it with an English pint glass too. You yeah. get a pint glass and you pour a shot of Fireball in the bottom, and then you pour a bottle of Angry Orchard on top of it. Oh, and that it, does sound good. It's fantastic, and it um, tastes like atomic fireballs. Yeah, that yeah. uh, for a um, a winter treat, uh, one thing I've done is uh, <clears throat> just take a bottle of cider, like non-alcoholic cider, like you know, family cider, uh, and then dump uh, half a bottle of uh, fireball in that bad boy, and you put it in a slow cooker on low, and it keeps it kind of like nice and warm. Oh, that shit's delicious. But unlikely to be at a con. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> now we're just trading recipes. That, that's, a, that's a good one, John. My lips are not averse to touching a buttery nipple. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's, not make, Let's not make the bartender involved in any kind of sex crime. Let's just perceived or otherwise. Listen, you asked a question, I gave an answer. Let's I see like how the drink. service is on Friday and Saturday before we decide whether or not we want to have the bartender accused of sex crimes. Uh, let's see. So for my drink of choice, uh, weed, but probably not going to have that one on tap, <laughs> so I'd say a cider. A pint of weed, please, bartender. <laughs> oh my god, a pint of I mean, that would be a weekend, god damn. I don't know. I'm, I'm an expensive and difficult... Uh... You know, date. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say if, uh, if, if, if you're there, you know, pull out the blender and make me a frozen banana daiquiri. 
God, we're really giving this barman some shit. <laughs> I mean, he hates you now, and I'm with I'm with the barman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're with the barman drinking your pint of weed. I, I will have. <laughs> if it looks like a fantasy dwarf would drink it, I'll have it. Thank you. I think that's everybody because we don't have Joe. That's right. Yeah. I was waiting on Joe there, but he's not here. He's bucket. I'm, 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 I'm rolling up my new character, a fantasy dwarf who enjoys drinking liquid shit. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, but don't listen to Rick, though. Just listen, maybe <laughs> listen to Tolkien. I'm not saying they're not equal writing talents, but one of them doesn't want me to drink liquid shit. So, I, mean, I don't Tolkien. know that Tolkien doesn't want you to drink liquid shit. Well, he's, yeah, he's dangerous, so I'm going to put one in the, the, the Ouija board for that one. And man, that would be awesome if it just spelled out drink shit. <laughs> I'm assuming Tolkien <laughs> didn't have a, a grudge against me. I might. Realistically, I might. Let's just get me a beer, all right? Depends on the afterlife. You might want every living person to drink a glass of shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're up in, I guess, if you're either afterlife, if you're just looking at the world, eventually you're just going to, you know what? All you guys can drink a pint of shit. Oh, yeah. You might be sitting there going, I haven't tasted anything in 100 years. I would kill for a glass of shit. <laughs> okay, now that we're, uh, we're, we're, we're spitting on uh, Tolkien's uh, ghost, let's move on here to our friend Kyle the Goof asks, when writing a series... How much of the overarching story do you know in book one? And do you have an idea in the beginning how long the series is going to be? I didn't know how book one was going to end. <laughs> I have a feeling we are going to disappoint some listeners with uh, with these answers. I've never written a book knowing that it was going to be a series. So I have no goddamn idea most of the time. I've always written... A book and if it sold well i wrote another one with the same people did so except I... <clears throat> I did end book one knowing like with the idea that it could have a book two and by the time i got around a book yeah, around five i started getting some ideas well i i knew you know just because of the nature of the cover with the with the sides of the dice that I was going to go on to book 20 and I, I started forming ideas of how the series was going to end so I've got a rough idea on that uh, if that answers the question but yeah when I was writing book one no I didn't know it was going to be a series I didn't know how it was going to end until like two thirds of the way through it yeah I like I I always write a book one of a series to be a standalone just in case uh, it, it doesn't but I mean, it's usually minimal book two, maybe book three before I have any idea where it's going or the series is going. Yeah, in my early ones, I I definitely didn't always know it was going to be a series like NPCs. I kind of wrote as a standalone, um, but Superpowers, I kind of said at the outset, it was obviously going to be a series because I did the year one thing. I I typically have some end game in mind, not you know, written down to the final detail and it absolutely can and has changed in the process of it. But, um, I, I typically like to know what I'm writing toward in a general sense, even if it's super far off. Hmm. 
Wait, you mean, Drew, if you're working on a long-running series and you realize that one of your best friends just published the end of a long-running series using the same method for destroying all vampires that you were thinking about using for the end of your series that you oh, would change Jesus that Christ. shit? <laughs> I, uh, I suppose I might. <laughs> Although at this point, I'm so goddamn slow. It's been long enough since Rick's book eight came out that I could do the same shit and nobody would remember. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been reading him going, oh, seems kind of familiar. familiar. I have no idea where the fuck I read it, though. <laughs> did I see that on TV, maybe? Did they do that on True Blood? They fucking did it on True Blood. <laughs> oh, they definitely did it on True Blood. They did it a lot on True Oh, wait, we're on a different topic now. All right. Our friend Zach of All Trades asks, What is the favorite... What is your the favorite trip you've ever taken? Not not favorite place you've ever been to, but the journey. Oh, the journey. Fuck. <laughs> I have to say, um, not coming back because fuck Kansas, but the trip to AndyCon uh, 2019 to Vegas, like doing my asshole across America trip um, to Vegas. Um, it was kind of scary being alone, but uh, it was also a lot of fun just just seeing all this stuff I haven't seen before. Mine's probably a journey within a within a trip. Um, going up Mount Etna, the trip up Mount Etna with a with the tour group I was on, because it was a whole tour group of people from the industry I was in. I knew a lot of them. They were all fun. We were all hung over as shit. Um, and then you know, it's gorgeous up there, and we got to go places that don't exist anymore because it's still an active volcano so shit erupted and destroyed the place where we had lunch damn yeah i have pictures of my wife standing in a crater on the side of mount etna that spewed lava a few years ago <laughs> so that was probably my favorite journey was going up and poking around on mount etna for for journey, I'm gonna say um, I went to uh, Washington with some friends a few years ago, and we uh, we like landed in Seattle. And we drove out to Mount Rainier, uh, somewhere around there, to do some hiking. And the drive from Seattle to there was very nice, both because it was scenic, it was enjoyable, and I didn't have to do it, so I took some edibles. Uh, so I just got to really space out, enjoy nature, and chat with my friends for a few hours. We uh, drove up to New York a couple years ago for Christmas, and uh, we have family and I. And uh, along the way, about, I guess halfway through maybe, we stopped in Richmond, Virginia, where I used to live. I went to high school and college there. And uh, I got uh, I, we stopped for dinner at the place I used to go for uh, Italian subs. Was it Pizarro's? No, I Oh man, I wish I could remember the name. So it's an Italian name that starts with a P. Anyways, uh, the subs were not only delicious, but they tasted like yeah. I haven't had this in like twenty years. Exactly the same. It, like like giving me sense memories, and uh, that was wonderful. And uh, and then also you know along the way, at a rest stop. 
somebody uh, recognized me. I don't know if that was coincidence or a creepy stalker, or a, a very imaginatively <laughs> creepy stalker, but that was cool too. Yeah, that's that's mine. It's like, and then I met him at every rest stop afterward. <laughs> I remember being um, going to a download festival once, and I was with my girlfriend at the time, and I was carrying everything because I'm a macho man. And the bag was huge. I'd also figured out that um, rather than trying to carry a load of beer, I could just maybe drink um, cheap fizzy wine if I poured enough bottles into a five-liter water container. So I thought that I'd just start drinking that as we went along. And it was a lovely day, and it was a really great atmosphere, but the queue to get in was fucking massive. So I was having a great time drinking from this five-liter jug of fizzy wine uh and we were supposed to meet with my friends when we got there and i had to ring them about um it was not that close but i was like guys i can't walk this has been great but i need something <laughs> to come and uh, carry me for the remainder of uh, to get into the tent because i have drank maybe like three liters of wine <laughs> and that was like a really good trip you know, it was Not fun. the person who had to carry you. I was talking to people. I was making friends with strangers. I was impressing my girlfriend with both my uh, lifting capability and my uh, wine drinking capability and my, you know, the ability to, to recognize when I needed help. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a nice little trip. I rode a bus. Well, why don't we move over to the Facebook Excellent idea. Because we have a really good question there and a really timely one, too. Our friend Nelson asks, is there any last-minute advice for first-time con-goers? Somebody money. asked this in the, I think, in the Facebook group, but since not everyone who same person <laughs> is in the Facebook group, we'll answer it here, too, because as we discussed at the beginning of this episode, we have listeners who don't know yet that we're throwing a convention August 19th through 21 at the University Hilton in Charlotte, North Carolina. Tickets available at authorsanddragons.com. Um, <clears throat> one of the things I, that we have added this year that I think will be um, helpful to a lot of our listeners is we've got a chill room. It's kind of a low stim room with lower lighting nothing programmed in that room just some tables some chairs and hopefully a place for people to go in and when things become overwhelming just kind of go in and go in there and hide for a few minutes and maybe not have to retreat all the way back to their hotel room there are other rooms for gaming so and there are plenty of other spaces to buy books so people should be able to use this room just to as an escape as a low stem kind of place to have quiet conversation or just catch their breath for a minute so that's pay attention to that and um use it if you need it my advice is like uh if you have one of those one gallon of water you can pour the water out and you can fill that with whatever you like 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one will try to stop you. I mean, so, I, I, wait, there will be bathrooms, right? <laughs> God, yes. I hope so. I don't know if what not. We're going to be putting it. on a different kind of show real fast. There are so. two reasons to carry with you a gallon bottle of something at any time. And if you drink a gallon of water, I know one reason you'll need one. Yeah, it's recycling. Hmm. So, so, so the opposite of I guess a bit of the opposite of what John said. So, starting last year, uh, um. We kind of started like you know talking to people and like realizing that we have a lot of listeners and like you know and readers who are introverts and we were just like you know just giving the hint that hey if you see somebody like you know sitting off by themselves invite invite them in to the circle and uh, we tried to do that last year with a lot of people like you know we'd get up early we'd hang out in like you know the common area and be like hey don't don't sit there by yourself um and we kind of like you know also spread that uh that this year so and people kind of take that to heart. So I think I think even if you're a first time congo and you're nervous about what you're doing, if you if you just show up in the area, you're probably going to see some people saying like waving you over and saying, hey, you know, come and uh, come come and join us. Um, and like you know, and and hopefully they won't stuff you in a windowless van and uh, you'll never be seen by your loved ones again. Uh, hopefully, the... <laughs> but I can't make any promises to that one. <laughs> yeah, I will be wearing some homeless people disguises and testing you on this. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, one thing I think folks should know about, whether they be a A&D Con veteran or a first-timer, is that we have scheduled signing blocks for the first time. Um, so we know that it's been hard hunting us down at different times when we're, uh, you know, we're all kind of running around trying to keep very many plates in the air. But this year, we're going to have scheduled, dedicated blocks of time where you can come find us, where you can get your book signed. Um, or your cards, or what, whatever you want. We're very relaxed about that kind of thing. We've got, we've got fancy sharpies that can write on goddamn near anything. So you know, Tits. bring it around. We'll, we'll sign it. Uh, and the schedule for that will be released before A and D Con, along with our official schedule of events, which might be out already. Well, this is going to be. We released the schedule of events on July one, as promised. That's right. Because people gave me a lot of shit for not releasing the schedule early last year, so. I mean, a month, two months in advance is fucking crazy by cons. To give you all some behind the scenes as a con attendee, two months before a con is fucking crazy. That's to, so much time. To give you all some con, con attendee behind the scenes, Dragon Con is in three weeks and we got our schedules yesterday. Tentative schedules. <laughs> Oh yeah, tentative, tentative schedules. <laughs> yes. Now, now, mind you, we didn't get it up onto our we our yeah. website until yesterday, so we might lose a few points there. But I mean, I would also say like, and by for to Dragon Con, three weeks still really good. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten that shit like days before. I've sent it out days before. Um, that said, if you're listening to this episode, it is roughly two days before uh, A&D Con, <laughs> so we, we haven't posted it. Um, oh, fuck it. You're already there, so just ask us. We we will post the signing schedule at some point, at, at least at A&D Con. I'm pretty sure it'll go up before then, because I think mm -hmm. we've we've all signed off on it, so there's no real uh, reason to hide it back. We're we don't also going to tape it to the table. Right? <laughs> yes. 
So, but the the general point is, we will be much easier to find to get things signed. We have... oh, and I will I will point out because one person at, did ask this on uh, in in one of the chats, if you don't catch us at the signing, yes, we will still sign sign stuff elsewhere. That's not just like a one shot. You miss us, we're never going to sign anything for you. Yeah, that it's just uh, we will definitely be here for this chunk of time. Uh, thing. That said, we might be harder to find outside of that time because uh, it's it's our con. We're in it a lot. We're running a lot. We're running around a lot. I'll that be said, in the bookstore. Yeah. That said, if you see us sitting there at the signing thing, at least come up and hang out with us so we don't look like you know, like well, the lonely people we are. I'll be pretty easy to find. Of bullshit. <laughs> Just lying at the bottom of an escalator. Oh my God! Let, let, well, that, that was the number one question of I think A and D Con uh, Nashville is is where'd Bob go? He was just here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always somewhere else. <laughs> I'm going to slip an Apple AirTag in your back pocket. <laughs> Bob is the <laughs> living embodiment of wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> I'm always in a location. What, what do you want from me? Our friend Matthew asks. Hard cider or wine collars? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, was, yeah I, I hope coolers, because I was, I was like, what the fuck's a wine collar? I so first know. of all, Some they don't wear around your neck and sip. <laughs> I literally just watched a How to Drink about this like two days ago. They don't really make wine coolers as they existed um, in their heyday, the 80s and early 90s. The um, taxing on them got altered, and it made them basically impossible to turn a profit on. So that's why everything switched over to malt beverages, your Zimas, your Mikes, etc. The quote-unquote wine coolers we have nowadays are usually pretty differently configured than their classic vintage. Oh, the, yeah. Like, it's like Seagram's weird, colory soda shit. Yeah, I remember when the Bacardi Breezers came out and actually had Bacardi in them, and damn, they were good. And then they changed them, and they were less good. Well, if you want to fashion some kind of, you know, like airplane cushion that is filled with wine somehow, <laughs> then please do. I'm like a beer backpack. I do like a light wine. Um... There's a jug wine called Carlo Rossi, and they make like a sweet Moscato, or I think they change it to summertime Moscato now, and it tastes like alcoholic Capri Sun, and it is fucking amazing on a hot day. Carlo, Carlo Rossi, a.k.a. jug o wine. Yeah, I mean, it's a great value and a great flavor. <laughs> Not sure I got no shame. Wearing... Not sure I'd want to wear it around my neck as a collar. That might, like, you know, <laughs> sink you to the bottom of the pool. <laughs> Are you I, trying I, to play slap the bag with a jug? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I'll think I'll go, I think I'll go with wine collars, too. <laughs> or it could be, like, you know, like one of those uh, dog collars. Like, you get to zap somebody every time it's that wine. <laughs> A lot of ants, real angry. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not coolers that's misspelled. Maybe it's wine. Maybe it just means like every time you're bitching and moaning, you just get a zap. That's what I was talking about. Oh, can I? Let me know where to buy those. I have, I have some authors. All right. Our friend Mark asks, "What is the first con-related thing you're going to do when you get to to Charlotte?" And yes, John, I know you're already there, so I assume he means the hotel. 
I get, are we just assuming the obvious check-in is uh, skipped over? <laughs> it's not really a con-related thing. It's the con hotel. <laughs> I mean, te- te- technically, we could like you know, we could camp out in, like, you know, in the parking lot. I mean, I think it will either be uh, some setup work that I know we have planned, or probably beer run is going to be early up on there too. I, I know us; we tend to do a beer run pretty early on. Drew, I feel I we should just carry being really uh, pedantic about this. So the first thing I'm going to do is arrive in America. <laughs> uh, I got a nine-hour nine-hour drive, so I think the first con-related thing I'm going to do is after checking in, is get something to eat. I'm in the bathroom. Be, I'm going to check and make sure that everybody's reservations are dealt with, and give them the credit card to cover the rooms for the guests, and cry as we spend it's, money because I'm a huge a, shit. Like a wet hair dryer out there, so I might just as soon as I'm checked in. Just go cannonball the pool. Ooh, pool's a good one. I don't know how con related. Well, we got to get that base tan for the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to keep up the appearances. Exactly. No tan. Those the, the fans demand no tan, tan lines. <laughs> I mean, Rick, you're from the home of GTL. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, that almost feels mean to bring up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna say pee and drink a beer, possibly at the same time. Yeah, we might end up hitting the bar. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot of us are gonna circle up, drop our shit off, pee, and then like, well, like, well, I might as well like grab a beer. So yeah, I peed. That's, that's why you bring your beer with you, so you can do it at the same time. Some of us have to fly, Bob. We can't all oh. smuggle our booze. <sighs> Except what they serve me on the plane, and I smuggle in my tummy. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's Across see. Across state lines. <laughs> how how big of that is a drive for you, Bob? Uh, three and a half hours. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, not at all. Which is why I kind of push for Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're wondering where next year will be, well, you're going to have to stay tuned to Authors and Dragons post uh, this convention and, you know, find out as we move forward. But I, for this shall time, be, we'll... I shall be pushing for my garage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for this episode of Authors and Dragons, we are done. We'll be back next week with a side quest. And of course, from this point in time, it will only be two days until Authors and Dragons console. We'll be seeing some of you soon. Until then, bye! Bye! bye. Goodbye, friends. Authors and Dragons is brought to you under a Creative Commons license, meaning you are free to share this material so long as credit is given to those who created it, which is us, the people you just heard play the game. Opening and closing themes performed by the Gore Core 4. Authors and Dragons! Put your ball to my mouth.